0: I want to ask the question in this session, especially from verse 5 of 1 Peter 5, how important is humility among the younger in the church? And to answer it, we'll look especially at this word likewise in verse 5 and this word clothing, clothe, Father, I pray that humility, which appears in this text to be of enormous importance for our present ministry and for our eternal well-being. And so I pray that you would show us what it is to be humble, and would you work humility in us by your Spirit through this word. I ask this for myself and for those who are with me now. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's put verse 5 in its context. He's talking to the elders or the shepherds. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory, Likewise, you who are younger. So he's talked about the elders, not it was it, they were mentioned up here in, uh, in verse one, and they're the same as the, the shepherds. Likewise you who are younger, be subject to the elders. clothe yourselves all of you with humility toward one another, for God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. What does likewise mean? Likewise, you who are younger. I think if you look at what these shepherds are doing, they are serving the church, exercising oversight, willingly eagerly, and by being examples, and in every case, they are renouncing a kind of role that would exalt themselves, especially this one, being examples to the flock, not not exalting yourself and domineering over the flock but being examples, which means that in their ministry, they are humbling themselves and they are, in a sense, being subject, not because of their office, not formally or officially subject, but by example, they're being subject to the needs of their church by getting down with them on the ground, as it were, and working at the ground level, being examples likewise. You who are younger, be subject to the elders. So they are, in a sense, being subject to you by setting you an example and humbling themselves, not domineering over you, but willingly and eagerly working to serve you. Likewise, in all lowliness, be subject to them. Now, confirming that is what comes next. Clothe yourselves, all of you. With humility. So, humility is what's in this, likewise, right? So, be subject is a form of humility. Elders, you be humble in not domineering over the flock. And likewise, you younger ones, be subject, humble, like the elders are when they treat you this way. And here's another way to say it clothe yourselves. All of you with humility. So the likewise here is likewise humble, likewise subjecting in the sense of serving, like the elders have done in setting a good example for the younger. Second question Why the imagery of clothing? Why clothing? Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility. Seems to come out of nowhere. Now, I'm not sure. I I don't think I can be dogmatic about this, but here's my suggestion. Clothing is probably one of the ways that all kinds of distinctions in the church could be seen. High and low, rich and poor, um... Master, slave, educated, uneducated. No doubt, in every culture, clothing, even if you don't intend it to, usually signifies something about your achievement or your well-being or something. And Peter wants so much for the one unifying uniform, defining uniform to be humility. Clothe yourselves with humility. And and I think, don't you agree that if, if we had the mindset that we want our church, as you look around the church, as you look around the church, what you see is people clothed in humility. And it it will work its way out in the way you dress, in the way you carry yourself, in the way you talk, in the way you treat people. And so let's let the 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 defining uniform, outfit of the church be humility. And let's put that kind of premium on humility because, here's the third thing to see, because God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. So fear God's opposition and desire God's grace. And what that fear will do is kill pride, and what that desire will do is cultivate humility. Now, we're going to come back in, in later sessions because lots more is said about humility in, in verses 6 and 7. But I just want to ask here as we close, how, why is grace given to the humble? He gives grace to the humble. I mean, very often we think of grace as utterly unmerited It's not a response to anything, it's free. And here it says it's a response to humility. He gives grace to the humble. You have to be humble in order to have grace. Is that a contradiction to what grace is? Because if you try to work for grace, you're not getting grace, you're getting what you deserve. I think the way it works is, and you can see it in in 4.11, Whoever serves is one who serves in the strength that God supplies. So when you serve, look to another, the strength of God, in order that in everything God may be glorified. So humility wants God to be glorified, and therefore it depends upon God's strength, which comes to us as grace. So being humble is not a way of meriting grace. It's a way of saying, I can't live without grace. Humility is the soil of faith. Humility is the atmosphere, the the breath, the air in which faith lives, and faith is what depends on grace. So, humility is the precondition of being open to receive grace because humility says, I can't do anything. Without Christ. So it's not deserving of grace, it's the precondition of emptiness and helplessness into which grace is poured.